For all the Fandanglers out there who know that the heart and soul of Retro Fandango is all about truth and honesty. It's all about being real and brave. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Hello. Welcome to Retro Fandango, episode number one. Something. (laughs) No. 217. Wow. We passed 200. Wow. (laughs) When did that happen? I guess 17 episodes ago. Hmm. Wow. Cool. I really don't remember these things anymore. Well, this is Retro Fandango. The thing in front of you is a microphone. Uh, you're wearing headphones. And you're going to talk for 90 minutes. That's the challenging part. Well, you must have a lot to talk about. It's been a whole month since we've done a show. Let me tell you, the people have been, been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. Four or five people, weeks, something like that. The people have been clamoring for more they're like where where's my retro fandango and i had to mm-hmm. tell them it'll be ready when it'll be here when it's here actually nobody said anything nobody cared it's fine oh yeah it's all good. and nobody's here yeah oh and nobody's here yeah <laughs> which is actually fine <laughs> that's okay because then i can talk to you for a little bit because we uh yeah we haven't talked in a month i got a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you about i don't even know where to start I don't know if I yeah, should start. Um, I don't know if you should start. I don't know. I'm I mean, starting by uh, peeking around in the background there, and uh, you finally got rid of all your boxes. Oh, maybe my you did a ba- while yeah. ago. Okay, but. yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, that was the other day. Um, all that stuff that was there was all temporary, mm-hmm. you know, just to get it out of the way while more pressing things got done. Um, but Sarah had uh, Sarah got a job. By the way, she's, oh, okay. uh, she's working Good in a hospital her. again. So congratulations, congratulations to her. Sarah. And uh, so she had to go to work or go uh, to get a bunch of stuff done in preparation for work. And then she was going to spend some time with her, her parents. So I was home alone. So I got ambitious and I, I cleaned all that out, cleared it out, put it away properly. And uh, I got myself set up. That's my um, recording to where I take vinyl records and I record them to audio files. So it's a little bit of a listening Have station. Have you been doing and, that? Uh, not Are lately. You, uh, like, I mean, is that something that you were actively doing? Is, yeah. is backing up all your music? Well, not necessarily backing up all my music, but there are certain albums that um, I have, but they're like, I could go on apple music and buy them or something like that but i'd rather just mm-hmm. i'll just rip my records and and uh listen to them that way like i can't you know like there's you know obscure canadian bands or whatever nobody has them like they might be on youtube but they're not great quality or whatever like nobody has mm-hmm. a a flack file if you will of coney hatch you know for that i could just download off the the dark web so i just take the records and i i rip them i'm listening to them anyway so Hmm. And uh, I bought that Sorry. stupid, you know, audio board, so I might as well use it for something. And yeah, okay, cool. 
Well, it seems like cleaning up and organizing is what you have to do when, when somebody else goes and gets a job. Yes. You, know, you can't feel like, <laughs> well, I'm just going to sit here and play video games. Well, or and, and, I can do yeah. something productive. Like today, I got Sarah to give me a crash course on the, on the laundry because Oh. I, I had learned how to do the laundry. I, I finally got her to show me back at the old house. And uh, now all the equipment here is all new. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to expect you to come home and, and do the laundry. So I might as well you know, figure these things out. So I did, I did uh, several loads of laundry today. How many steps are involved? What's the magic process? It's actually a lot easier here at this house than it was at the other house because the other house there was all these rules and everything. Don't put this in there and that in there. And this, this the machine kind of does everything for you. You just got to set up the machine right, and it does, it does the magic for you. Well, this is that fancy machine you bought a while ago, the Queen Bee something. No, we we had to give that up. We had to uh, really, yeah, we couldn't. We put it in our in our listing that we wanted to take the washing machine with us. They could have everything else, but that washing machine was special. We spent, you know, eighteen hundred dollars on it. We want to take it with mm. us. And uh, you know, it took a when after a month of waiting for the house to to sell and the and the offer that we liked and the one thing that they put in there is that we want the washing machine. And uh, you know, my real estate agent is like do you really want to break this deal over a washing machine? I'm like, you know what? <laughs> no, they can have it. Or if we really want one with the money we're making off the house, we can buy another one. But the washing machine here has been solid, surprisingly, because it's all modern and has all the sensors and everything in it. But they're about uh, both of them are about 10 years old and they still seem to be running fairly solid. So don't, you don't really find that normally uh, with the newer stuff. The newer stuff just seems to break down so quickly, but knock on wood, seems okay so far. Yeah. All right. Doing the laundry. Yeah. You. I'm going to be a, happy with the results. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, she took absolutely anything that was uh, precious and put it off to the side and said, mm -hmm. don't touch these. I'll do them in my free time, just leave this stuff alone. You can like wash all the stuff that you can wash the towels, yeah. the towels, bed sheets, uh, my underwear. That's all that stuff's okay, you know. Okay. But you know, this uh, delicate shirt that needs uh, a certain amount of TLC that uh, I probably am not equipped to give it is that that goes off to the side. Okay, fair yeah. enough. There you go. This is why nobody is here. <laughs> we used to talk about movies and video games and no now it's laundry laundry i played time. a video game me too but i want to hear about your video game first uh well i was on the twitter the other day and our buddy uh ryan retro gamer Ranton, uh posted yes. about hips challenge it was one of those uh, freebie games oh, yeah, that you yeah, got yeah, on yeah. Windows. Yeah, the little yeah. kid who has to pick up the chips and get the keys, and, and the, you know, there's all these little obstacles. And I was like, "Wow, I remember that game. I used to play it all the time." And you know, he he knows all these obscure games. Yeah. So I checked on Steam, and sure enough, it's just available to play. So I downloaded it, and I started playing Chips Challenge again. 
And it, so it's one it, of those fantastic. It's available. Uh, it's available on Steam to play for free. Yeah, apparently there's a couple different chips challenge one, two, three, whatever, and all the later ones you got to pay for. But the original one that I remember is right there. Nice. Now, the only thing is, once I put it on, I was like, this doesn't look the same. This does not look the way I remember it. So you go into the settings and you choose the uh, the Windows version. Yeah. And that was the uh, the one I remember getting on whatever PC I had way back were, when. Were you playing the DOS version? Yeah, I guess that was it. Yeah. The because um, there's a little more animation. Chip looks completely different. The, the mm-hmm. sound, everything is is different in it. Yeah. So I put it back to the way I remembered it. I was like, yeah, all right, that's what I remember. And then I played about three seconds of it. I was like, oh, this stinks. I got to yeah. put it back to the, <laughs> the DOS version. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that's the th- animation yeah. was stiff. The sound is weird. Every time you hit a wall, it's like. Yeah, those early Windows games were just uh, the DOS. I, I, you know, it, basically what it was was that the programmers were more used to programming stuff for DOS and not through Windows. And that's why those early games really were always better on DOS. Yeah, well, I, I had very little memory of the actual movement, and apparently, I guess there was no movement in the Windows version. It's just like yeah. solid animation, just you know, one like, block to the next. I remember even up to Windows, like through Windows ninety eight, like games were still DOS based, like they were not Windows based. Actually, what was it? Was it Windows XP? I think that was the finally, like. The, the the finally the Windows program that didn't even use DOS as like a basis like it it mm-hmm. used um like you could still access DOS in it but it didn't use DOS like it, it finally became its own operating system if that makes any sense like the Windows programs before it it still used DOS as its uh, you know groundwork in that it was just kind of like a flashier way to use DOS if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody smarter than me can explain that better. All I know is I could play that game for free. You know, it's pretty neat. That's cool. I should add that to my Steam library. It's one of those time killer games, though. You get into it and you're like, oh, man, just one more, just one more, just one more. Yeah. Well, speaking of time killer games, that was what I finished yesterday, actually. I finally finished it yesterday. I got sucked into... Power Wash Simulator. You know me, I love my simulator games. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this game is just, it, it's not anything exciting, but it's just really relaxing. You put on some podcasts, you put on red letter media videos, you put on uh, some uh, Scotch on the Rocks from Deke, and you just have it on in the background while you, you do some power washing. And it was really nice. It was enjoyable. And there was like a, a thread of story in there. Whereas you're washing, like for, you got to go wash the mayor's house. And these people all threw eggs at the mayor's house. And it, there's aliens involved at some point. I don't want to give it too much away, but it's good times. Really good. So, well, that was going to be my question. What exactly are you power washing? All sorts of things. Like there are vehicles like, uh, the, uh, you know, fire truck, um, dirt bikes, uh, Van, uh, all sorts of things. Like you get you get commissions to to wash these things. It's basically a, a, the the story mode. Um, uh, like uh, you know the the old uh, 
mother in the boot. I can't remember that. Um, what's that uh, nursery rhyme? Old. There was an old woman who lived in lived a in shoe? a shoe. That's it. Okay, yeah. Well, you got to go and uh, wash that boot that she lives in. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, the last one was a pyramid. You know, um, you clean the entire pyramid, and then a, a a thing pops up at the end, and you clean that off, and a spaceship goes flying by. It's good times. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. And you can uh, upgrade your power washer, get different components. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, like different nozzles at the end that can do like you know spray at different angles and uh, power washers and soap. Although I wouldn't recommend buying soap. Save that. Get all your upgrades for all of your equipment. You know, there's different uh, nozzles you can get and different end pieces and all that. Get all that. Don't save your money. Even though soap, it's not expensive. It's only 10 bucks, but still, uh, that those 10 bucks add up. Save that for the end. You don't, you don't really need it until the end. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, you go back and you, uh, you can go back and do levels and the achievements like there was one to get a ball like there, you, there was one uh, playground that you you could clean and uh, there's a soccer ball lying around and use the power washer to push the soccer wa- uh, uh, soccer ball up the slide you hmm. know little fun stuff like that it was good, good gotcha. and you know it was, it's so much like I, I was playing it so much of course you know when you go to bed at night you close your eyes and all you can see is like power washing and then uh uh, for one of our movie nights, we were watching uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and uh, people were commenting on the sets. You know how like you know incredible that uh, Skid Row set looks, like all yeah. the detail and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, I just want to take my power washer and clean it all. <laughs> but it's good. It is a great set. Yeah, I remember. Gosh, we used to talk about video games with like cars and fighting and swords and. Yeah. Power wash. Power wash and old uh, DOS games. That's the way to go. Yeah. I I like those simulator games. They're just they're nice and relaxing, you know? They're they're good, you know, while you're doing something else. I I I'd be bored if I was just playing that and not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. But like I wanted to catch up on the red letter media cuz the these guys that I'm hanging out with now, they're all into red letter media, you know, and I mm-hmm. I would watch them once in a while, like, you know, oh, I just watched Thor. Let's see what these guys had to say about Thor or whatever. And uh, they're like mega into them. Like they know all the, uh, what, what's that, best of the worst? I never really watched that. And uh, I don't know. They're just way into it. So they got me to mm-hmm. wanting to go check out some more of the older half in the bags and all that. So I've just watched those while I, while I power washed. Yeah, if it's a movie that I'm interested in watching, I can't watch a review for it until I've actually seen the film. Yeah, if if I'm interested in it. If not, yeah. then I just don't care. Sure. Oh, yeah, if I don't <laughs> care. But. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, gosh, that's quite a catalog. I think they've they've been around for over 10 years now. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm up to uh, 2014. The, the movie Are you catch up going like... Every episode, yeah, why not? All the storylines and everything, yeah, yeah. Right now, Mr. Plinkett's house is in uh, Lake Michigan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, I don't know, it's fine. They're entertaining guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of I, I've been writing down a lot of the movies they've been recommending and, and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. so uh, what was the movie night focus? 
Oh man, well we've had pastor, a few. Pastor replicator, pastor, velocipaster. Uh, no, we didn't. Two. No, we didn't watch. Uh, did we watch? No, we didn't watch any more of those. Um, so like, yeah, first we were starting. We did all just bad movies. Um, mm -hmm. I think the last time I can't remember what was the last time I talked to you been so long oh yeah the reanimator that was the last one well i watched yeah those. you said you didn't like reanimate well i i watched the I, wrong I version you, of you it. watched an watched extended cut which sounds strange because that is such a simple film i think the the official runtime is like under 90 minutes yeah it is it is so i'm gonna watch that at some point um but i finally yeah so we did a bad movie night again and we watched i finally watched the room you know that, that Tommy Wiseau movie? Yeah, that infamous. I've, I've never seen that. I had never seen it, and uh, this was my first time. And um, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's uh, it's quite awful, laugh laughable bad. I don't think it's as it wasn't as good as Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop had had those uh, lines that you could uh, you know tell that the room doesn't really didn't really seem to have that. I think it just mm -hmm. got. I think it got around because it was, uh, I don't know, just somebody on the internet caught it and everybody else kind of picked up on it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it was still entertaining as a bad film. Uh, then we watched uh, Miami Connection. Have you ever seen that? I know the name, but uh, isn't that the same guy who did Samurai Cop? No, it's it's some other guy. He was uh, basically, basically had, like a lot of these movies are from guys who have a lot of money and they just want to make a movie but they really have yeah, no idea yeah. how to make a movie and they don't want to invest in people who do know how to make a movie. They just want to make some sort of weird vanity project. That's what the room is. It's basically a vanity project. Mm -hmm. um, so Miami connection is like this guy who owns uh, a dojo in Florida, basically wanted to make a Kung Fu movie. So mm -hmm. he got a bunch of his friends together to make a Kung Fu movie. And it's just a bunch of scenes that don't make any sense. Like, you start off in the dojo and then there are, you know, ninjas all around that are running around in the middle of the day. There mm -hmm. might be a cut to a car chase. All of a sudden you're in the middle of a biker gang. There's bikers driving around. The bikers must have pitched in some money into this uh, film. <laughs> uh, he goes on stage and he's playing some, some terrible song, but uh, he paid somebody to do it. And he gets up on stage like he's supposed to be part of the band. And I've never seen anyone air guitar like this before. He doesn't like, you know, like most people when they play fake play a guitar, right? They'll hold the guitar and they'll strum and they might be holding. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll move their fingers over here, but they'll just strum. You Pretty know, much, yeah. he does not do that. He takes this guitar, he holds it in his hands and he moves the entire guitar like this, <laughs> like up and down, like he's playing it. It is so funny. Hmm. <laughs> at least he's on beat like he was on beat he was with the... so that was entertaining then finally we watched um we watched three movies that night we, then we watched uh, tammy and the t-rex which is a okay a, a movie that i discovered while playing the game high on life mm -hmm. and uh i was playing that video game and you're inside video games kind of wacky uh some aliens take over the earth and this alien that tries to help you basically takes your whole house and uh, transports it over to an alien city. So your house is at in this alien city. 
You go find this bounty hunter. The bounty hunter's past his prime, but he's going to help you out, you know, set you up with doing bounties and stuff like that. So you can build up enough uh, weapons and that to go defeat the bad guy to save Earth. And uh, so you go, you're going to your home to go and do like all your you know, bounties and stuff. It's, he's got a computer in there all set up and he's just sitting there watching TV and it's all random stuff on the TV, like, you know, in game animated stuff. And then, uh, you know, so I went and did this one bounty and I come back and he's watching a live action movie. And it's Denise Richards in this cheerleader outfit. And then mm-hmm. that guy from the Fast and the Furious show up, not uh, Paul Diesel, Walker. Paul Walker shows mm-hmm. up. And, uh, you know, the dialogue is terrible. And so he finally gets into this. They're, they're both supposed to be in high school, but they look like, you know, they're 25. And he gets into uh, some guy, bully guy, comes up to Paul Walker, and they start fighting. And they start getting into, like, uh, you know, they're punching and stuff like that. And then eventually they get into a stalemate because the one guy grabs Paul Walker's uh, stuff. He just grabs him by the dick and balls and starts mm-hmm. squeezing, right? And Paul Walker's like, ah. So then he reaches over to him, and they're both just manhandling each other's junk. And they're just like, hmm. and it's like a stalemate. And then eventually the cops come in and bust it up. I didn't know about that part. And that's where I stopped watching. And I'm like, I got to watch the whole thing. So then that's when it became part of movie night. We watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's is in it. He's like the main mm-hmm. bad guy. And he comes up with this idea that he's going to put Paul Walker's head into the T-Rex. And of course, because Paul Walker is Denise Richards boyfriend and girlfriend she falls for the t-rex that's all i'll say take it from there watch uh make sure to catch that tammy and the t-rex i kind of miss going to uh that was the appeal of going to blockbuster back in the day and finding just bizarre movies that would never make it any in any public forum it's just you know here yeah you want to watch this Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, Rocket Sauce is here. He says, nice All setup, right, Kevin. It's, it's not even done yet. It's not finished yet. So, I can see an Ecto-1, though. Yeah. Right next to a Mario ghost. This is, uh, this is a, a, actually a Christmas ornament that I leave out. See, there's a thing to put it on your tree. Does it make noise? I, it, it plays the Ghostbusters uh, song. I'm not sure nice. why I want to play it because we might get a copyright strike. Hmm. And yeah, Sarah was going to throw this out. She's like, I don't like this. I'm like, okay, so I just put it there and I haven't gotten rid of it yet. Mm. So there you go. Uh, Sauce says, you didn't get a notification from the YouTube app that you went live. Wow. We went live. <laughs> we were on time. Um, so that was bad movie night number one. The second, the next one we did uh, last weekend, we, uh, we wanted the idea was to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm not like I was like I'm not sure if we should wa- be watching all bad movies. Maybe we should watch a good movie. Mm-hmm. So that's why I chose uh, Little Shop of Horrors because mm-hmm. some of them had said, "Oh, I haven't seen that in you know, for, you know, since it was since it was originally out." I'm like, "Okay, great, yeah." I have a uh, and in my you know in my room I have uh, my uh, Seymour Funko Pop and my Shop of Horrors VHS tape you know set up. You know, like it's in there. Okay. And they're all like, hey, I want to watch that. Okay. So come on over. So I put the movie on and it starts up and they're all looking at each other like, 
is this a musical? I'm like, yeah. Was it was it always a musical? Yeah. There's not a different version of it? No. Well, there is. Well, I th- there's the old Roger Corman yeah. film, but this is Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, mm. I, didn't, I didn't know it was a musical. So I don't uh, know. How, I really don't know how well it went over. Like, I know people how really. Well, that the, movie is a masterpiece. I, I agree. I agree. And I, I, I also made them watch uh, both versions, like of the ending. Like, mm-hmm. I played the original, and then mm-hmm. uh, I played the. Um, the director's uh, cut. The director's cut. Like, you guys got to see the director's cut. And uh, they were all upset because uh, he let Audrey die. Audrey, <laughs> my mom, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love that ending of that movie. It is, I, that it is, is fantastic. It is the greatest alternate ending mm-hmm. in history. Period. That the fact that that just got shut out, like just got cut. It, well, exactly for what what you just said, people were upset that Audrey got killed. They needed the happy ending. Yeah. Well, one of my, yeah, all the brilliance of that original L ending just swept under the rug for what? 20, 30 years. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, one of my friends said, you know, that, you know, they really should have did a mixture of both endings, you know, like, uh, still had it that, you know, the plants take over the world. And I'm like, I think Frank Oz was just so pissed. That they wanted him to that he's like, screw it, I'm just gonna cut it all. We'll just have the movie end on on that. If you want your happy ending, boom, there you go. Oh, Sauce you gotta see the director's cut, Ryan. Yeah. It's yep. it's mind blowing. Yeah. Uh so we watched that and then we watched the movie called uh, Things because I was watching old red letter media, they bring it up in one of their early videos. And uh, I guess because they hadn't done best of the worst yet, they incorporated it into half half in the bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I got to see this movie. It's it's Canadian. It's made by some Canadians, and it is completely uh, ridiculous. I mean, it's it's hardly even a movie. I mean, they just turned on a camera and pointed it at things. It takes oh, yeah. some inspiration from the thing. And some inspiration from aliens. Um, they, these guys, they go into a house, and uh, there's aliens in the house. Uh, these and they're just little aliens that like can kill you. They kill a dog at some point. They kill all sorts of things. And then like they'll go into a room, and the alien will kill someone. And then they'll just close the door, and they'll, they'll just sit and start talking. Like there's not an alien <laughs> next room. <laughs> Uh, and they, uh, you know, they uh, AOR the the whole, uh, or sorry, ADR the whole uh, movie. But mm-hmm. sometimes they didn't take out the original dialogue from the actors, so you have two people uh, talking at the same time, like saying the same dialogue. It, oh, like an echo. Yeah, almost like an echo. But it, it's like you know, the the person's talking to you. Because they, they added it in later, right? They added in the audio later. But that original audio of him talking is still there. It's really bizarre. It's something else. But Where are you finding all of these movies? Are, are oh, you, I, uh, you just put my eye patch on. And, yeah. Places. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see. I, I hear about the movie, then I go download it. Like, there's no way I'm going to mm-hmm. spend any money. Like, 
my, my friend Mark, he did buy Samurai Cop, but I think that's the only movie out of these that mm-hmm. we bought legit. I showed them a little bit of Death Promise. Uh, I teased Death Promise. You remember that movie that we did? Death Promise. That was the the bag over the head movie? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I uh, yeah I gave him a little tease, so that's going to be the next one we watch, but we'll just watch that off of uh, Tubi. Hmm. So having good fun with that. And uh, so we've been alternating like bad movie nights with uh, – Dungeons and Dragons. What? I've been playing some real, real D and D. Yes, Death Wish Three is on the list, Ryan. Uh, several people had seen it already, so um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just they, a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're not actually playing some real D and D. How have you been playing Dungeons and Dragons? That's like role playing and stuff. Look at this. I even got my my character sheet what? all typed up. I've never even played Dungeons and Dragons. And then we got like, uh, there's all my spells. I, I just started, right? So I don't have too many yet. Some bard, some backstory in there. You're a bard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to play a charlatan. That was my uh, goal. I wanted to play like a Bill Murray type of charlatan. So I did my charlatan? research. What is that? Well, like you know, like uh, like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters was a charlatan. He was always. Oh, you mean as a? Ca- I thought you meant like a, a. This is the name of a game. Your your character type. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, always out for to to make money and make a pro uh, a scheming. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, okay. Sort of Ralph Crampton or something like that. Um, hmm. But uh, you know, they said that the best way to go about that is to is to play as a bard. So initially, I was going to do the rogue thing, but. Away that's the bar. So hmm. yeah. So so uh I, again I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Do you set up a table and move little pieces around? No and you got little no pieces. Um basically we started talking about it. Uh and uh yes, I am a nerd sauce. Thank you. Um we started talking about uh uh playing and uh who's gonna everybody wanted to play nobody wanted to be the dungeon master right because they didn't mm-hmm. want to come up with story or anything like that and i don't know if you remember but about a year ago i bought those dungeons and dragons books right and uh i yeah i, I found them at a, a thrift store they were like eight dollars each whatever the regular price mm-hmm. of them were like over 50 bucks or something so i'm like well i better pick these up even if i don't use them maybe i'll sell them or something so I brought these three Dungeons and Dragons books up and uh, one of my friends, uh, sh- she looked at it and she said, okay, I'll be the DM because, and she got all excited. She's like, this is like one of the best campaigns. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll organize the whole thing. So she's the one who actually typed all this stuff up. I didn't type it up, but okay. <laughs> she, she did all that. And uh, yeah, she's following the, the, this book. So basically the story that the dungeon master follows is all the rules and everything are in this book. So we all come up with our characters and that, and uh, what we can and cannot do within this universe. And then she basically gives us the universe to, to explore and, and play in. So um, like the first night, um, you know, we created our characters and so we just did like a little easy campaign where, we went, uh, there was a farmer 
that needed, uh, there was some beast that was coming and uh, killing his uh, chickens. Um, so he wanted us to uh, just find out what's killing his chickens and get rid of it. So we go to this farmer's field and it turns out that there's uh, three boars uh, that are sneaking into his uh, field and killing his chickens. So that's what we did. We just killed the, the board. And so that was our first, our first uh, day. And then the second day, that's when we actually started the campaign. We went to some town, we're in a bar. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden like this, this bar is like surrounded by some sort of weird pit that monsters can come out of. Mm -hmm. And this big giant ogre comes out, out like I like all these adventurers just sit around and hang around and wait for an ogre to or something some sort of thing mm -hmm. to pop out of this uh hole so they can kill it so that's what we did some big ogre came out and and we killed it and then uh because we did such a good, good job killing it some famous writer in the D D, &D universe comes and says hey i want to hire you to go find my friend my friend went missing so we got some information from the person, uh, a lead, if you will. And then we went and investigated mm -hmm. to find out, you know, follow, follow the trail for, for his friend. Yes, this is D&D talk. Duke. <laughs> hey, Duke. Unfortunately, yes, says Rocket Sauce. Well, I'm sorry. Not everyone's into d Well, you D &D. should incorporate, incorporate Little Shop of Horrors into your d and Make them happy. I mean, you can make anything into D and D, but you know, well, I, 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 I'm really, honestly, very curious. When you say like, the, like you killed the warthogs and the ogre came out, like, what exactly happens? Because, I, I, as far as I know, the dungeon master says, okay, this happens, and then, like, what, what do you do? You just say, okay, I pick so up my sword and I cut the. So the dungeon, the dungeon master has the book that has basically all the rules, right? So she comes up with mm -hmm. like, okay, there are three boars in the thing. It'll tell her like how powerful the boars are, how strong they are, right? Mm -hmm. And then she rolls for the enemies. Well, first you do, uh, what do they call it? A, uh, oh man, I'm so bad with the terminology in that. Initiative? That's it. So then... Uh, the initiative goes in the order that everybody rolls. She rolls initiatives for the boars. So it's kind of like, um, you know, those turn-based uh, RPGs, right? Mm -hmm. Where, you know, like sometimes like you're playing Final Fantasy, like you'll go, then someone else in your team will go, and then one of the enemies will go, and another mm -hmm. member of your right. team will go. That's basically all initiative right there. All that order is okay. decided by. So you roll the die for initiative. Decide what order you go in, and then whoever goes first just decides what they're going to do. Are you going to? What do you want to do? Do you want to attack the boar? Do you want to run away? What do you What do you want to do? And then mm -hmm. they decide. Like they look at what everything they can do. Um, so, like for instance, when we started fighting the boars, I was like, I'm one of the weaker characters because I'm I'm just a bard, right? I built my character to be all like I got plus intelligence, wisdom, charisma fighting i'm not so great at right mm -hmm. so i basically just hung back and let the team go fight uh the boars and uh then one of the boars started coming at me so i i cast a spell uh to turn myself because i had a deception some sort of deception spell so i cast that uh to hide my to disguise myself as a scarecrow that was my idea so i'll, I'll hide as a scarecrow <laughs> And my spell failed. 
So I ended up just turning my hair into <laughs> straw, you know. All right. Just, it's just stuff like that. That's 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 what happens. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, Vox knows about Final Fantasy. He's played a Final Fantasy game. Pay attention. No, I haven't. Uh, okay. Yes. It's it sounds fun, but it's it, it it's the rule set that I'm just very fuzzy on. Like I don't know what is allowed and what is not allowed. And we are all fuzzy on it. That's a that's the one nice thing is that none of us really knows what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my our two friends are Mark and Avril have like they have a little bit of experience, but the rest of us are just kind of playing for the first time. So. Saw said he used his wit against the troll. <laughs> Very good. Okay. So does that give you any sort of understanding of? Uh... I kind of. I'm still in the same. I'd have to actually see a game being played. Yeah. To, to really. Uh, yeah, I, I totally get it. I mean, uh, I, like I said, we're not even really sure what we're doing. Like, uh, like when we were playing uh, last week, and apparently, like, there was a few things that we were doing wrong. Um, like, uh, our, well, our roles were terrible, but there was a few things that, uh, actually give, given us a boost that we didn't add to our roles. And that's why we were playing so horribly. Like we got stuck into, like, we were trying to figure out, we were, we were following the trail of this one guy. We're trying to find out where he is. And, uh, we go into this, uh, uh, building we can see that people have gone into the building because there's snow all around the building. So there was footprints going in, but there mm. was nobody coming out. So I made the mistake of uh, knocking on the door just to see if anyone was home. And that apparently alerted all the bad guys in this building. So they all had a jump on us. They could attack us right away. So, <laughs> so like mm. we did horror because they all got, they got to attack us first. So we did, you know, we almost got our, ours is kicked in in that thing so it's stuff like that like you got to kind of think of but you know it's first time playing so i you know i'm gonna make mistakes and whatnot so all right yeah i don't know witnessing a transition here you're playing D &D, you're hanging out with people on a regular basis real live people in the laundry yeah yeah i'm telling you man life is good right now If, if you ever want to like if you're sick of life and you want to make a, a, a change, it was mm-hmm. scary there for a little, for a little while. We were really nervous, but, uh, you know, we got through it and now it's like, it's things are coming together really well. It's really nice. Mm, good for you. Speaking of things coming together, really nice. Oh, mm-hmm. what the hell happened here? Okay. Sorry. Never mind. Um, believe it or not, I tried to send you something to encourage you. To check this out, I don't think you did, but uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Oh, you forgot. Okay. Well, I what forgot. I sent you, and get ready, Rocket Sauce, because this segment's for you. I've been watching season three of Star Trek Picard, hmm. and it's kind of kicking ass. I'm telling you, the Next Generation crew—they're getting their Star Trek six right now. Season one and season two of Picard, that was Star Trek V. Just awful. Terrible. Season season three? So hang, hang on. Trek so six. you did you did finish all of season one, all of season two? Absolutely not. 
I couldn't even bother to give it the time of day. I don't care. But you can jump right into three. You don't need season one or two. Sometimes they'll refer to things. And mm-hmm. you're like, what? I'll, all I did was watch the Red Letter Media videos on season one and two. So I have some idea. There was something like Picard is a robot now, technically. I remember hearing about that. Yes. Yeah. So I know that. Um, but other than that, I don't really. So sometimes they'll, they'll say something and I have no idea what they're talking about. But it's very rare. Like I'm talking like I'm on six episodes in now, I think five or six. And it, it's might have happened twice where they refer to something. And I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, but like everybody that was in season one and two, except for Rafi, I think her name is, and uh, Picard. They're the mm-hmm. only characters that are still there. Everybody else is gone. They all kicked them off the show. It's all so just that, the- that's what I'm curious about. Did they, I'm guessing the fan reaction was just so bad that they said, we've got to completely abort what we were going into and switch it around to what is something the fans would be more interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't I'm really, just, like, yeah. I'm curious about the the transition. Like, how did they say, okay, we're going this way, and then, nope, now we're just going right this way. I think season two ended, like, there was a conclusion to season two, right? It wasn't left on okay. a cliffhanger, kind of like. So, because where they start on season three, it's like, I, whatever happened on season two didn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, it's, it's like a... You know, it's like watching Star Trek Six. You don't need to watch Star Trek Five to watch Star Trek mm-hmm. Six. Nothing that happened in Five really. And this is sort of the sort of the same. Um, now the show does slip once in a while. I mean, it is a serialized show, so there are a few things that are dragged out. A couple times, like a few times, some things don't make sense or whatever. But for the most part, they're doing a, a, a really good job. Um, they have uh, so first of all. This action star that was Picard in the movies, and then he became like mm-hmm. this philosopher guy that would just go on about the stars and the wind and all whatever. That's gone. It's back to Picard from the next generation. Uh, I mean, okay. it, there was even a part in the second episode. So they basically they catch a guy, and these bad guys who are in a bigger, meaner ship than what uh, Picard and Riker are in. They're ready to blow the ship apart because they want the guy that's on the ship, right? And the guy is a fugitive. He is a criminal. He has done some bad things, but he doesn't really deserve a death sentence for what he's done. So now the conundrum is if we keep him, these guys are going to blow up the ship. If we, uh, uh, But we can't give him back because that's like sending him on his death sentence. And Picard is just sitting there outside of the 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 cell looking at the guy he's like i don't know what to do with you i don't know what what the right thing is and it's like yeah this is like the stuff from the next generation mm-hmm. these philosophical what are we Moral going to debates. do yeah. exactly and uh, you know there's the 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 uh the, the captain that, that 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 they're on a ship and they're they they got on the ship uh, under a ruse that they're going to do um an inspection, um, but they're really they have other uh, 
things in their mind that they want to do. Um, so the captain of the ship has his idea what he wants to do. Riker has his idea what he wants to do. And Picard has his idea. And it kind of like uh, they all conflict, but they, they, they talk through things. Um, you know, they discuss things. You know, it's not all just running around. Like the first episode, it starts off uh, with Beverly Crusher and she's on some ship and she gets into a phaser fight with these mysterious guys. And she's blowing them away. Like her her phaser's on like the most extreme setting. And I'm watching this and I'm like, that's not really Beverly Crusher, right? She wouldn't just kill people. She's a doctor, you know. She's she a doctor, would yeah. she would stun them or something like that. Then in the next scene, or you know, a couple scenes later, as Picard and Riker are catching up to her, they're you know, they're looking at all the stuff and they're like, Yeah, this is not Beverly. She would not kill these guys, she must have really been scared or really desperate to actually kill them. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is well thought out. That's this isn't Star Trek. What's going on? Um, and that was the only phaser fight in that first episode. The rest was all mm -hmm. just you know them talking and figuring things out. Um, you know, Amanda Plummer, she uh, she's uh, Christopher Plummer's daughter. Mm -hmm. She was in the movie that uh, you and uh, Melissa loved. So I married an axe murderer. She played the uh, axe murderer in that movie. Um, okay. But she plays a uh, <clears throat> uh, a villain, very schlocky villain in uh, the, you know, uh, tradition of Khan or General Chang. But, you know, this is the way to do it. You can do like a, a, a cheesy Star Trek villain, but not Khan again. You know what I mean? You don't need mm -hmm. Cumberbatch to come in and play Khan again. We, we don't need that. Give us a different villain. So, you know, just things like that. That's like, yeah, this is this is good stuff. So, okay. Uh, I absolutely... managed... Now, I'm guessing they are not on the Enterprise. They're, they're not. No, they're on uh, the Titan, okay. the USS Titan. Okay, but they somehow managed to get all the original cast members eventually the core ones yeah eventually yeah i like we just okay. watched season six uh last night and they're they're finally all together yeah okay um and it, it makes sense like stuff that's happening makes sense it's not like just like you know stuff is just happening for the sake of it happening you know mm -hmm. uh there is like but there, there are some stupid things don't get me wrong there are some like things that are like okay come on guys like this is well, hey, but, if you go from Star Trek is absolutely terrible to Star Trek is pretty good with a few uh, blemishes. No, I'm telling you. Quite like, a nice I, transition. So I, right away, I downloaded the first four episodes. I, I could not wait to get to the, the next episodes. And then five or six, I'm like checking, like, is it up yet? Is it, is, has it been posted yet? Because <laughs> I, want, I want the next episode. I'm having such a good mm. time with it. I love what they did with Worf's character. Worf's character finally progresses. He's not just the same friggin' Worf. And he's he's funny. Like, they use him in a funny way, but it's not just, like, that stupid, like, let's get the, the stiff guy to do something silly kind of thing, right? Right. Worf in the mud bath with Loxana Troy. Yeah, or whatever that's, you know. Like, okay, yeah, it was funny for a little while, but then it just kind of got old. It's the same friggin' joke mm -hmm. over and over again. Uh, no, what, what, I don't even want to tell you what they did with his character. It's, it's, it's fun. It's good times. So. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you, uh, supplied one. So I'll check it out. I'll let you know. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll hate it. I don't know. But it, uh, it, I wasn't completely sold after the first episode. I was very cautiously, cautiously optimistic. Um, mm-hmm. Then episode four hit, and it was kind of like, okay. There was a few things in that episode. It was kind of like, eh. And then five came on, and it was like, okay, we're back on the good track. So, yeah. Star Trek's okay. back, baby. All right. It just took, what, 10, 12 years of... of- Terrible stuff. Yeah. Of, yeah. Action schlock trying to please everybody, trying to yeah. get everybody into Star Trek. Yeah. Well, and I think like yeah. anyone, anyone would like this show. Like anyone would, uh, I, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> so that's all that matters. That's all that that's matters. Whether or not I like it. So there you go. Yeah. I, I've not been watching uh, much of anything. Um, well, I mean, I, I watch my normal movies, but nothing, nothing incredible. Um, I've been watching a lot of older movies. As from a, from what era? As as I do. Uh, for example, um, I watched Hot Shots. Oh, I wanted to watch those again. Um, yeah, and it's fine. It's it's like it's under ninety minutes, and it's mm-hmm. like yes. This is fine. I laughed a few times. I got everything I needed from it. It was great. Um, all right, let me see if there's anything I watched for the first time. Uh, in this past month. Okay, well, I'll do one relatively modern movie. Um, I did watch that Everything, Everywhere, All at Once movie. Yeah. That apparently was the big, big darling at the Oscars. Yeah. It was pretty good. You liked it. I thought it was pretty good, yeah. Hmm. It was, it kind of ran in circles a bit towards the end, but um, <clears throat> overall it was pretty good. I was wondering, because uh, I heard about um, Ki Kwan getting all his um, Oscar buzz and everything for his performance, and I was watching that movie, and the first five, ten minutes, I'm like, you got an, an Oscar for this? Like, what, what is he doing here? He's just yeah. He's just mumbling around. And, you know, by the end of the movie, I, you know, they put him in enough different situations where I got it. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting movie. I kept comparing it to um, Shaun of the Dead in that it was like a comedy that, you know, you'd have you laugh in one minute and then it'd have, you know, <clears throat> pull at your heartstrings the next minute. And I was like, oh, OK, that that was that was a nice transition. It wasn't, you know. Just out of left field, now suddenly it's a drama. Now suddenly it's a comedy. Maybe I need to watch it again because I don't know. Sarah and I watched it, and mm-hmm. I was totally lost. I had no idea what the heck was going on. It, it's very Matrixy, alternate realities, and, and, and all of that. Yeah. See, I don't like those. Th- I don't like multi universes. Uh-huh. Maybe it's just not. If my you're not thing. into it, uh... like Inception and. Those kind of things. I haven't seen that. It's it's not for me, anyways. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're talking about everywhere, somewhere, something else. Everything, everywhere. Uh, Cat Max wants us. Stephen wants to know if we are Beverly Hills Cop enjoyers. One is a first one. Yeah, one is fantastic. Two and three, especially the third one, and just. One is is fantastic. I kind of like part two. It is pretty much just the same thing. It's okay. Again, 
third is it's is, it's, it's uh, the standard sequel. Three I watched for the first time within the past year, and <clears throat> boy, that was bad. That was really well. He bad. wanted to make it serious, right? Like it starts off as like this serious thing, and then he tries to inject some humor into it, and then as far as I can remember, it's a it's a really weird <clears throat> sequel. I don't know. Um, I also watched A Christmas Story Christmas uh, from last year. Is that the that one where they... The, the Ralphie. They come back. Okay. Yeah. It's like a, a new one uh, where it's his family goes to uh, do Christmas again. And it's, you know, the same thing. Like, okay, this scene was in the original. It was popular. So let's do it in this and this was thing and do it again. And this was there. So let's do that again. Yeah. I got a movie that's exactly like that. Mm -hmm. When we get to me, there, there were parts of the movie I thought were, were good. I thought like, this is great when they kind of diverged from the original formula and just did their own thing. I was like, okay, this is kind of working, but then it just falls into, we have to reference this. We have to reference that. We have to have this line. We have to show this thing because it was in the original and it just didn't um it, overall it just didn't really work for me because when it's a kid and you have the narration and he's talking back about oh these fond memories of when i was a child and you know this happened and this happened and he's telling the story of his childhood i was like yeah that's cool but now he's like in his 40s or 50s and he's still narrating like some event from a couple days ago yeah it's yeah. It, it's funny the that you bring doesn't that. Work. It's funny that you bring that movie up because one of one of my friends there was asking me if I've ever seen it, and I'm like, I actually forgot. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I really like the original, but uh, no, that was no good. Another movie that I saw for the first time, um, uh, movie that I kept passing by for many many years. I'd see it on the shelf and I'd be like, I'm not going to watch that. That's like a teenage kids movie uh, a movie called mean girls from 2004 i keep meaning to watch that Lindsay lohan and yeah. what what finally got me to watch it is i saw it was written by tina fey right and i was like oh okay i got a little faith in this now and it's a pretty good teen uh comedy of of you know just high school drama it's one of sarah's favorites she has it on blu-ray but she's never got around to it it, it's a, it's a well-constructed film where it does all the things that you expected to do, but then it has that little twist has that little like, haha, here's some creativity. Here's some, some uh, fresh perspective. Sauce agrees with you. And he says, my girl, Lizzie Kaplan is in it. I don't know who, who is that Lizzie is. Kaplan. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I watched the naked gun movies again. I watched Spinal Tap the other day. I finally watched Team America World Police, which had me laughing pretty hard in some parts. And then I was just like, uh, come on, do a little the, better. The pooping scene? It would get funny again. The hmm? pooping? Was it the pooping? I did see the pooping. Yeah. Uh, I've got was that, the, was that the, the bad part? Well, that was one of the parts of, you know, just. <clears throat> All right, this is the joke, and it just keeps going and going and going. And, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it, it has some of those where it feels like it. I had the same issue with that everywhere all at once movie, hmm. where it was. It felt like 
you're kind of stuck in this moment. Get out of that moment. Keep going. I love that movie. Uh, uh, even the it had some really impressive parts. There were some parts uh, I was very, very uh, entertained. I watched Canadian Bacon for the first time. Oh, you haven't seen that. I haven't seen that in no. a very long time. Yeah, it's a very sloppy movie. It is. Um, with a couple of good parts. Mm-hmm. I really liked Alan Alda in it. it yeah. Um, but that's it. Kind of like lots of little movies, nothing too big here. Okay. Um, well, because uh, Steven's dying to know, I checked back on my letterbox and Beverly Hills Cop, I gave five stars. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop 2, I gave two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. And Beverly Hills Cop 3, I gave two stars because of the stunt work on the Ferris wheel, which, which I remember was pretty good. And that was the hmm. part that was in the, the trailer. They would show that in the trailer. Um, I just remember George Lucas from the Ferris wheel. That's right. And George Lucas is in it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because everyone's dying to know. Uh, yes, I have uh, finally caught up with all the uh, Kevin Smith movies. Uh, when I last left you, I think the last movie I had watched was mm-hmm. uh, Zach and Mary Make a Porno, which was mm-hmm. really good. Uh, one of his one of his best films. And uh, then uh, I think it's apparently during that film, the filming of Zach and Mary make a porno, Seth Rogen convinced Kevin Smith that he should smoke pot on a regular basis, like all the time, not just recreation, not just like when you feel like it, make it part of your daily routine. And I, you know, nothing against people who smoke pot or whatever. I have, I know people are doing all that, but I think that that weed just sucked all of the creativity right out of Kevin Smith because every movie he had made since then sucks. I mean, really sucks. Uh, well, Cop Out was okay, even though he that wasn't really his movie. He just directed it. It had some funny parts in it, but it was a little crazy. I think we talked about that one. Uh, mm-hmm. But the next movie he did was Red State. I gave that one and a half stars. And that's one and a half stars is really for John Goodman because John Goodman is in it and he's really good. But uh, the movie is basically about this uh, religious cult in a red state who do not like uh, gay people and they find ways to kidnap them and kill them. And so then they have to. Uh, so the government has to go in and basically it's kind of like a David Koresh uh, situation where the government, this government agency is trying to go in and uh, take them out. And uh, the government, like John Goodman's like the middle guy, the G man, and they're, his superiors are telling him to just go in and wipe everybody out, stomp this mm-hmm. thing out. And like, there's women and children in there that are innocent and the whole thing. And, it, the whole thing's an allegory for organized religion and that, and it's just not funny. It's not interesting. It's it's kind of one part that torture uh, horror stuff that I don't really like, and then it just turns into action horror, and I don't know. I didn't like the whole thing, so one and a half stars for that. Couldn't I didn't think we could get any lower than that. I thought this is this is the bottom of the barrel. Uh, and then I watched uh, the next movie, 
well, Duke, that's your opinion that Kevin Smith was never good. I got to disagree. Uh, there are some good Kevin Smith films. You probably never watched Zack and Mary made a porno because it says porno in it. And you said, ooh, I'm not watching that. And it's actually very funny. Chasing Amy's funny and Clerks is funny. So take your opinion and yeah. Okay, anyways. Um, oh, whatever. Hey, he's not for everybody, man. He's not for everybody. Mm. Uh, so then Tusk, I thought I, Tusk was, might be the worst movie I had ever seen. Um, do you know the movie The Human Centipede, Richard? I have heard of that, yes. Right. So I'd, I've seen The Human Centipede. And to me, Tusk is the result of Kevin Smith taking the weed in his system and watching The Human Centipede and thinking to himself, what if instead of a human centipede, a crazy guy made a human into a walrus instead? And that's what the movie's about. That's the, what the movie's about. The serial killer in Canada, mm -hmm. of course, um, mm -hmm. uh, kidnapping men, and he tries to turn them into walruses. Is yeah. it a comedy? No, it's not. No, no, no. It's not a mm. comedy. Yeah, it's also right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horror, but I didn't, uh, whatever. I didn't like it. Um, I, I mean, you can't tell me that he's not trying to be funny with some of the dialogue. Like, he, he does try to interject his own humor uh, in there. Johnny Depp is definitely trying to be funny. Uh, De Johnny Depp's in the movie. He plays, so he, he plays this um, uh, French-Canadian cop. And he shows up and he, he's talking in this ridiculous uh, accent that nobody in Canada has. It's kind of like uh, Peter Sellers' um, uh, Inspector Clouseau, right? Mm -hmm. But imagine if Inspector Clouseau shows up into like a serious – a movie that's trying to take itself seriously, like as a serious horror film. And he just shows up and he just starts speaking in that accent but doesn't do anything funny. doesn't do anything silly. That's Johnny Depp in this movie. He just shows up with this silly accent and it's terrible, man. Like he tries and then he tries, he is trying like you're, you're Tusky's trying to be funny with the way that, because basically the doctor cuts his tongue out and then the guy is mm -hmm. trying to talk and he can't talk and he sounds like a walrus when he talks and, ah, uh, my goodness. Mm. So I thought that was bad. Couldn't get any lower than that, right? It's uh, the Tusk has to be the worst movie Kevin Smith has ever made. <laughs> and then I watched Yoga Hosers, which is a spiritual sequel to Tusk because you couldn't just stop at Tusk. Like he's trying to make mm -hmm. a, it's kind of like the his view askew universe. He was trying to create, I guess, another universe. So the mm -hmm. second movie takes place within the same universe, and it stars Kevin Smith's daughter. And Johnny Depp's daughter. And then you know how Kevin Smith got Johnny Depp to be in this movie because he made his daughter mm -hmm. the lead in the next movie. Um, I think I, I, I just completely toned out. Uh, yoga Hosers, that's where I, I, I stopped the movie. I came over here onto the computer and I put it mm -hmm. on the second screen while I power washed. Because I, it was just, it was like, 
I don't even know what was going on. Eventually, they it's these two people that are the, the Johnny Depp's daughter and Kevin Smith's daughter are trying to solve some sort of murder. They get wrapped in with Johnny Depp and they they they're trying to find someone who died. And eventually they're they're fighting like this giant robot thing. And I'm sorry, nothing's I'm not laughing in it, nothing's funny in it, nothing is high, it's just nothing. It's just a thing that exists. Mm. Uh, let's see. Kevin's according to Sauce, Kevin Smith said that this movie is not to be taken serious and that it is a terrible movie. Okay, well, why do you make it? <laughs> like, I don't. Is that the fail safe? Anytime you make something and it doesn't turn out well, it's like ah, that was just for fun. Yeah, I, well, I was, I was I'll just joking. I was just yeah. joking. Anyways, I have not seen the Human Centipede too. No, the Human Centipede was just—it's one of those things you just watch once. I only watch once. I don't know. Maybe other people watch it more than once, but it's like. Is this really, is this so absurd? Like, is this really happening? It's like, yeah, it happened. And then you're done. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, body horror kind of stuff. No, mm. I don't. Uh, Especially uh, when it's just for the sake of seeing. Well, it, for I like the human centipede for what it is. Like, it's just such an absurd idea. It's so ridiculous ridiculous that you can laugh at it it is it mm-hmm. does make me laugh where I, there was something in tusk where first of all the movie starts off and it's just talk 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 for like 30 minutes kevin smith really needs an editor not everything he writes is brilliant he needs to cut that shit down like i swear to god the the serial killer in in the movie he just he's just talking and he's talking about like nothing like he starts talking about the first time he met ernest hemingway while he was out on the beaches of Normandy and how great Ernest Hemingway was. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Get mm. on with it. Anyway. Uh, so then we get back to um, the Jay and Silent Bob stuff, because I guess these movies weren't working. I don't know. I don't know. He, he, he let this universe go. He, he let it die. Now he's going back to the BSQ universe. So the next movie I watched was the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, uh, which is better than Yoga Hosers, but not by much. I, I gave Yoga Hosers a half a star just to hit home the fact that I watched it. And yeah, this is what I give it, half a star. I don't want anyone to okay. think that I forgot to give it a rating. You know, I'd give it a zero, but then people are like, oh, you didn't give it a rating. I'm giving it a rating, half a star. So I gave Jay, Jay and Silent Bob one full star, the the reboot. Um, for whatever reason, Kevin Smith just went back and redid Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. But it's all like um, a movie within a movie kind of thing. Meta humor. Uh, really hard narrative for to follow. I can follow. Like, I don't like multi-universe stuff in the, to begin with. So, like, he's got two things going on at the same time. And it's just, there were just like lame jokes. Like there, there were no jokes, really. There was no jokes. It was a, um, like for instance, like Kevin Smith's daughter is sitting there in character, right? And Kevin Smith himself shows up into, in the movie, right? They're at a presentation mm-hmm. where Kevin Smith is going to show this reboot of Jay and Silent Bob, which is like pretty much the same thing they did in the other movie. Anyways, his daughter's sitting there in character and says, oh, it's Kevin Smith. I don't like him because he puts his daughter in his movies. And that's it. That's the joke. 
there's nothing like mm-hmm. that's the joke like there's no joke there that's not that's like an observation there's th- anyways so finally get to clerks three i've heard good things about clerks three mm-hmm. buddy of mine went out and bought it and uh he lent it to me and he said there's a part in this movie that i started tearing up so i'm like okay clerks two i really enjoyed clerks two clerks two was great and i'm thinking clerks three this is where he's going to get it back and we do come back a little bit i gave it two stars or all the way up to two stars again mm. because clerks three is a movie that they avoided doing when they made clerks two if you watch like all the behind the scenes stuff when they make clerks two a lot of the one thing that's said over and over again by kevin smith and others is that we just don't want to make another clerks we don't want to regurgitate the same material again we're going to bring these characters back we're going to make a different movie you know we're going to have them back it's going to it's going to make sense with with the characters and that but it's going to be a different movie so then the second movie they're not working at the convenience store anymore they're working at a, a fast food joint and uh you know there's callbacks to you know what they did before but it's not they're focused on what's happening right in, in the current thing. Mm-hmm. that's what they wanted they did this third movie comes out and again he just remakes clerks the first movie within the third movie it's yet another just meta jokes again callbacks to all old jokes like he didn't write a single new joke for this movie there was absolutely mm-hmm. nothing that made me laugh it's just an overindulgence of the same stuff again so there you go there's my kevin smith journey i'm now done thank you very much are you going to watch whatever future films he comes out with yes of course okay. <laughs> yes because I've invested this much time. You might as, I'm going down with the show. Yoga hosers. If it continues yeah. off in that, you're just going to. I got it. I got to see it. I'm not going to spend any it. money on it. I'm not going to spend any money on it. But I, I do have to. I have to know. I have to know what's going on. Hmm. There you go. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm. I guess I'm not as. Uh, Hardcore as Duke, I won't say that uh, Kevin Smith is is no good. I do think that that first Clerks movie is uh, a pretty uh, influential film. But uh, yeah, it's just not for me. It, it's really weird. Like it, it was just so bizarre because you watch that Clerks, like Clerks two, and like we don't want to make the same movie again. We don't want to do it. The last two movies he he's done, it's just the same same thing again. I, I couldn't believe it. Like so in Clerks three. Like they own the store now. The, the two clerks bought the store, and uh, they decide that uh, Randall has a heart attack, and uh, he decides that he wants to make movies. That's been his life life's ambition to make movies. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. he's like fifty something. He wants to make movies, so he decides to make a movie about his life. Where are we going to shoot this movie? Let's shoot it in the store. And then they just proceed to shoot Clerks, the first movie, in the store. So it's mm-hmm. about them making Clerks, and it's just them redoing all the same jokes from the first movie. 
Like nothing new. Mm-hmm. Nothing new. Okay. Yeah. So watch uh, Picard season three. Uh, skip all the Kevin Smith movies. There you go. Okay. Will do. I finally watched the the Kentucky Fried movie. Have you ever seen that? No, I've heard of it. Was that the same uh, Zucker, Abram Zucker? Yeah. Uh, directed by John Landis. It's okay. Mm. It, it's very much like you could definitely see why, how it became a cult classic um, in the uh, in the 70s, mm-hmm. especially with some of the scenes in it that are almost pornographic. Really? Uh, done under the guise of comedy. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I've always wanted to see that movie. I watched it. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. There's some, there, it's, it's, there's some like short skits in it that are really funny that just mm-hmm. get right to the thing. And then there's these long drawn out movie parodies that just kind of go on way too long. It's definitely mm-hmm. not as good as, you know, there's stuff that's followed like the airplane and naked gun stuff and that, but it was interesting to watch. Okay. Yeah. I like a good, uh, goofy parody movie. Something that just, yeah, it's, they, it's just the, the jokes pace. hit nice and fast. Yeah. Know? The pacing is so just pacing. Little. And pacing was a little off. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's everything I was watching. Okay. I didn't really play anything other than Chip's Challenge. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll, I'll check out the, the Star Trek Picard. Oh, I went to see uh, Cocaine Bear. You heard about that movie? I've heard of that. I've been hearing about that movie for a while. Like, is it like a horror movie? What is it? No, it's like a self, uh, rev, 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 rev. What do you call it? Self rev, uh, self reverent, self, uh, self aware comedy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's supposed to be a horror movie in that all the best parts are in the trailer. Really? That's what it comes down to it. If you've seen the trailer and you're like, I really want to see that cocaine bear. You've seen all the best parts in the, in the trailer uh we actually went to the show we went to the movie theater uh to Mm. watch it very dark i don't mean in terms of comedy i meant like the actual look of the film Mm -hmm. like uh the last half of the movie they're in these uh, in a bear cave and you can hardly see anything and we all said the same thing coming out of it it's like i don't know what i don't maybe it was the print we saw or something but you could hardly make out what's the heck was happening I, I i don't know why they went that direction um but there's one part in the film where uh basically the bear so if you don't know about this movie uh i i think pretty much everybody does because it's been all over the place but it's loosely based on something that actually happened where there was some drug dealer that was flying in an airplane and he had to dump his drugs out of the airplane. So he dropped it into a rural or, a, you know, forested area. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he fell out of the plane or the plane crashed or something like that. And, and he, his parachute didn't open. I think he jumped from the plane. His parachute didn't open and he fell to his death. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a bear found uh, the cocaine uh, out that he had dropped. Now, in reality, the bear ate the cocaine and died <laughs> like right away, right? Mm-hmm. He had a heart attack and died. But in this movie, the bear finds the cocaine and sniffs it and starts going on a murderous 
rampage kind of okay. thing. Now, there's one part of the movie where these paramedics show up to a ranger station to because they get a call that they they need to. And that part, that little part of the movie, is basically what makes up the trailer. And that is balls out fun. Like that was like what you'd hope the whole movie uh, would be. Um, I don't know. I gave it I gave it two and a half stars because I thought it was right in the middle. Like it was it wasn't terrible. You know, it was it was fun in some parts, but don't go in thinking it's going to be anything great. You know, it's not terrible enough to be uh, fun to watch on that level where you can just watch a bad movie. And but it's also not good enough to be fun on that level either. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's one of those movies that's just somewhere in the middle. OK, yeah. well, it sounds like they have their one concept and you can't really stretch that for the full length of the movie. I mean, I think they could have. It's just the way that they went about doing it didn't really uh, like it, it. It's one of those movies that's just it's doesn't really have its, a focus. Like you know, during that uh, that one scene, that paramedic scene, where the paramedics come in and then the bear starts attacking him, and then they have to run away in the ambulance. It's all just all out action. It's crazy right but then there are a lot of parts of the movie where the bear doesn't attack somebody or and it's it kind of wants to have its cake and eat it too it wants to tell like this have this narrative about a father and a son and uh family and like there's a mom character in the movie and she's she's just called mom she doesn't have a name she's just mom in it Mm -hmm. right so they want to make like some sort of statement about family or something like that and it's like you're cocaine bear. Like, just be cocaine bear, you know? Yeah. Like, just go all out. So what? Make the movie, you know, an hour and 15 minutes then, you know, or an hour and 10 minutes. Who cares? Just be cocaine mm-hmm. bear. You don't need to be, you know, wax just with – I don't know why I'm trying to say words I can't say. <laughs> but you don't have to be, like, all philosophical and everything about life and whatever. It, it's just not – it's not needed. We just get to the cocaine and the bear. So at least can you learn from this if you encounter like a bear in one of your D&D campaigns would you now have uh, some unique perspective on how to deal with the situation maybe maybe i would hmm. probably not but hmm. I, I maybe on a on second watch i'll pick something up i don't know okay well i am uh, interested in hearing if you play any more D&D we're going tomorrow. Uh, we're okay. going tomorrow to carry on with our campaign. Um, if you want to know, we did. Uh, we caught the guy's friend, the guy that we've been looking for. We caught his friend, and uh, we were grilling him for information, like where is this guy? Mm-hmm. And uh, then we went. Uh, we, found, we found out that he was in the sewer. Like he got taken down into the sewer. So we were, we had to go and heal up. Because we were get, we got the snot kicked out of us so bad, so we went and healed up. Uh, and you do that by sleeping, and there's so much mm-hmm. time. You only have so much time to to rescue this guy during gameplay, right? Like the longer you wait, the more chances are that he's not going to make it. So we we rested up, and then we went into the sewer in the middle of the night because we didn't want anyone to see us going into the sewer. So then we went down there and. 
we found a, a secret door. Some of us wanted to go down into the secret door. Some of us didn't. So two people went in. The rest of us went the other way. I didn't want to go into the secret door because I thought it was a trap myself. Uh, but then the other way we went ended up being the way I went ended up being a trap because that, you know, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But we got out of that situation and now we found like there's this whole cult thing in the sewer. And I think that's as far as we got. There was some guy that was, we stumbled upon a guy cleaning up uh, some sort of living goo or something. And we had to figure out what to do mm-hmm. with 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 them. So, yeah, D and D. There you go. All right, all right. Yeah, I like to play some well, Star Trek D and D sometime. Apparently, there are Star Trek campaigns. That'd okay, your your character is a bard. Does your character have a name? Yes, yes, my character does have a name. Will you share that name with us? Of, of course, I will. Uh, like you know me, when I come up with a name. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a name. So, uh, the name of my character is. Well, cover your ears if you don't want to hear uh, anything uh, a little naughty. But the name of my character is Farin Furhol. Sorry, one more time. Farin Furhol. <laughs> Farin Furhol. Farin Furhol. There you go. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Nerd. <laughs> hey, you can call me a nerd all you it, want. I thought it would be Scullet. Scullet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun stuff. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm going out and I'm hanging with, with friends, with people, doing mm-hmm. stuff. What are you doing tomorrow night, Rocket Sauce? You sit there and play your Nintendo 64. By yourself in the, the pink basement or pink bathroom. Yeah, take that. Mm, harsh. Yeah, that's me, man. I don't hold back. You're like a right. cocaine bear. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we got nothing else. I got nothing else. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's it. I, it's been I, it's been a month. I thought we would be like uh, pushing it ninety minutes, but uh, I guess not. That's it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I really don't have anything to talk about. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening and watching and all that stuff, everybody. Thanks for uh, Duke and Sauce and Steven in the chat. That's it. That's all we had. That was good enough. Didn't need any more than that. Hmm. Watch uh, Human Centipede two. Is that a real thing? Is there, is there a part two? There's, I think there's three or four of them. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Can't have just one. Okay. It's not. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Goodbye, All everybody. Right. Until next time, people. Bye. Right. Bye.